The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of uh, OTS. Um, joined here with my, with my co-host, Jay Deezer. What's going on, JD? What's going on? It's uh, a lot warmer here than that car yeah, last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you were freezing to death. Uh, I want to thank everybody and welcome everybody that's in with the uh, Ustream Uh they tuned in. It's www. If you want to tune in and, and actually see us, actually behind the studio doing our in the studio doing our thing, it's uh, www.ustream.tv backslash channel live dash phoenix spelled out dash studio. So uh, if you want to take a look at us um, and you know watch us go to work again, I forgot my eye black again. I did not get my eyes. Uh, highlighted like I was supposed to. But I heard you had makeup caked on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna do that this week. I was gonna do that this week, but I didn't. Uh, I totally forgot. I didn't have time to do it in the car. Uh, so yeah. So I, I figured we'd start out. Um, first of all, it's, uh, I'm very saddened, uh, JD, that um, I'm out of my fantasy league. Uh, I finished fifth, and I was tied for fourth, but I didn't have enough points, so I'm exited there. I want to let you know I had faith in you to do that. I, <laughs> to, wait, to, to exit out of it? You, see, that's just bogus. See, that's, that's terrible. I have faith in that. That's Not terrible. you as a player, as a person. That's I've, terrible. But that's, in that league, I told you, who's the head honcho in your household. That's terrible. Anyway, so she finished my sister, and I say she. My sister finished second, so she's in the playoffs, so... You know, I wish her all the luck because if I can't, if I can't, you know, playoffs, we talking about playoffs? <laughs> you know, and I figure if if I can't win, at least it stays in the household and you know what I mean? And, you know, if she brings home the money, that's that's perfect. And again, I invite her to the league. Uh, she still can't take away the two losses that I gave her, but she's still in the in the playoffs and I'm not. So that's facts. You're that's going that. fishing and she's playing. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Long story short. So today, though, so we're over that. Uh, me and JD, uh, I did not look at last week's polls, my uh, last week picks for the pool. So I don't know. I mean, JD's saying he, you know, he's up games or whatever. I don't know. We don't get to the bottom of it next week because uh, I'm gonna bring it all in because I think he's like, oh, you know, I think he's kind of. See, I don't know. See, I don't. I don't trust it. He's got that look on his face. I don't think I. I don't trust it. Uh, so we we gonna get the countdown next week and figure out where we're all at. Everybody knows I, I've won and I'll continue winning. And that is you not got, true. You, you had a couple miracles happen. Your that is. Oh, geez, even the blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. There you go. That's, that's so bogus. <laughs> bogus. 
bogus. Uh, anyway, so we're going to do the countdown uh, for next week and figure out where we're at. Uh, I'm super, super, super excited to have uh, the guest in the studio that we do have. Uh, I've known him for a long, long time. Uh, JD's actually, you know, they're really, really close, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to have uh, Mr. Earl Mosley uh, oh, in, in the studio today. Uh, Earl is... Uh, um, I can't speak enough about the man. I mean, he's he's coached, uh, you know, he coached Notre Dame, he coached Stanford, he coached with the Bears, uh, and KU, now KU North- Northwest. He was at Northwestern, absolutely. I mean, I, it goes on and on and on. Earl Mosley is uh, one is, thing I want to add to that. Yes, because a lot of people don't know this. Right, he is also in the Hall of Fame. In Pennsylvania for high school football. Uh huh. So Earl is is a beast. Okay, Earl. Yes, sir. Thanks for being on the show, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to, to. It's been a long time since we saw each other. I'm glad you're here. How are you doing, man? I am great, and I appreciate the opportunity to come talk between two uh, distinguished gentlemen. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, I am very happy, and uh, it's good to be here. Oh man, thanks. And, and you know, uh, Earl, right now, currently, uh, you're currently like coaching American football. In Japan, JD knows. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed about this whole international football thing. Because again, I see it as the next frontier. I see it as you know the NFL is the last holdout. So I see that once that gate opens and and all the the world catches up in terms of the talent level, the NFL could be a whole different animal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be a whole. Day. It's already starting to turn. It did it for baseball. It's done it for uh, for hockey. And it's done it for me. And, and see the thing too, living in that. And that's why having Coach Mosley here, because we've had similar but yet different experiences with my people in Italy that are watching right now. Yeah. Rhinos yeah. And, and Spartacus. And then uh, Coach Mosley's experience in Japan, which is a structure that's probably resemblance more of how it would be here in the U.S. Why don't you? Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah, just, just, just walk us through. Because, I mean, again, a lot of us. When I talk to about, you know, the international thing, everybody's always concerned about size and speed and like, oh, well, how, how big can these Japanese guys be? I mean, they're really tiny, all the, you know, we're thinking everybody's small and tiny, but you, you're there. I mean, you, you, you're in the mix. I mean, so, so, so talk to us about the talent level. Talk to us about how it works. I mean, so, and you, you got a great story that I want you to share with us on how you actually got to Japan. So okay, let, let let me start with my story. Yes, yeah, let's start yeah, from let's the beginning. Do, yeah, let's start from the beginning. I'm a, a Vietnam veteran. Um, when I was wounded, um, I was sent to Japan, and I was in the hospital there for like three months. Mm-hmm. And they basically they put my leg back together. Right. After I was in the hospital for three months, I was sent to the island of Okinawa for over a year. I was stationed there, where I was still in the service, but I did my rehab there. And uh, really, it wasn't for the doctors. It was Camp Zama Hospital, which is near Yokohama. Okay. And um, there were Japanese doctors and American doctors. They were the ones who worked on my leg. They put my leg back together, and um, they gave me my dream back of playing football again and then led to becoming a coach. So without their help, there would be no Coach Mosley. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's how it always started. And uh, I always wanted to pay them back some way. So I got a chance to... The coach, I met the Japanese coach the first time when I coached with Coach Holt at, at Notre Dame. They would come over at, on spring practice and spend a week with us. Yeah, and they were, they were really serious about that is when they come over about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I want to say, and 
everyone's experience is different. And JD and I often talk and compare experiences. But in Japan, it's part of their culture. You know, they're they're very organized. Yep. Have a very strong work ethic. That makes sense. And they're very, very serious about football. Very serious. That's yeah. awesome. And um, and that's why I really uh, enjoy working over there. And it's it's really no different different than the colleges and universities I worked at here in the United States. They have great facilities, mm-hmm. great weight room, great practice facilities, meeting rooms. When I walked into their situation, it was just like I was at Notre Dame, Rutgers, Stanford, any other situation, the way everything is organized, because they all have a contact right. mm-hmm. back in the United States that they visit, and so they kind of model their programs after the people they know here in the United States who have good programs. What, right. what would you say is the strength uh, coaching over there uh, as a po- – like what, my, what do you think is the key for their success – with football, and because they are known as a powerhouse in a uh, world level outside of the United States, I think the biggest thing, be honest with you, is their work ethic, which is part of their culture. Right, right. Um, the other thing I think they have going for them, they have no rules like NCA rules when you only can uh, twenty hour rule and things like that. They had none of those things. So you work them to death. I mean, they could be there eight <laughs> hours after school. Practicing. All right. That's a situation because we practice. Our practice could be three hours long. And we practice six wow. times a week. Wow. That's on that's yeah. Saturday. Hold on. Yeah. Co- come on, coach. That's on Saturday. It was funny. We would be communicating because he went back to Japan. I was in Italy. Right. And he was like, hey, Jay, I got to go. I'm like, where are you going to go? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> practice and even in the off season i mean it's the only program i've ever been at they will do like the running drills you know for speed development right right they have one group there the other group's in the weight room right and then they switch same day wow. they're doing running and lifting they just it, it it's 24 7 of football that's hardcore and uh, they embrace that, but that's their worth ethic. Right, you know? right, right, right. So now, you you're coaching at a university, right? You're yes, sir. you're coaching at a university, and they like you were trying to. We, we were talking earlier, and you were explaining to me how it works. That you know, it's the same kind of setup as it, as the university here. The, everybody has a team, and then there's East and West. Correct. And then that's the junior. Team or how does that? How does Actually, that? Yeah, work me through the the levels and how that works. Okay, there are two divisions of collegiate football in Japan. There's a Division One right. and a Division Two. Gotcha. Okay, the team that I coach at is called Litsumeikan University in Kasatsu, Japan, which is in the central part of Japan near Osaka. Okay, and very close to the ancient city of Kyoto, which was the first original capital of Japan. Very historical area. Right. Um, we are in the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is composed of teams that are near Tokyo, the area where they had all the devastation with the uh, uh, tsunami yeah. and everything. Right, right. That is the Eastern part. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of structure, it is the same in terms of meetings, how they train, right. Right, and how we prepare for games and things of that nature. The biggest thing is that they have many, many players. We have 163 players what? on our team. Wow. wow. Is there a JV team? No JV. 
Wow. No, no JV. But not everybody gets on a team, though, right? No. They're, they're no. like, they're very serious. They want, like you were saying, right. they want the best, oh, the best players. They want the best of the best. Exactly. And this is the thing that really got me is that of those 163 players, 20 of them were on scholarship. Wow. So everybody pays for that, basically. They come to that school. It's a great academic school, and they want to be involved in football. There are players who were involved in the football, high school football in Japan. Which is prevalent, which is mm -hmm. a big deal. They do high school football just like we do high school football, right? Right. And then they have the International uh, Flag Football League where they start. Wow. And they have tournaments all over Japan, and they have a national championship for that. In fact, oh, when wow. I was at coaching at Trinity International, we had two players that came from the Japanese high school. And so, you know, you're like, right. we're it's getting recruiting film. Right, and exactly. It's like, <laughs> I can't, I don't understand what's going on here. And to see, our, he was a D lineman, but he was probably more of a linebacker for us. But it was like, the concept just... Right, it blows your mind. You can't yeah. wrap your mind around... Japanese players playing American football. So now, so now, then, size-wise, what, what, what are we looking at? What are we, what are we talking? We're talking the same. I think the skill positions are basically the same. Yeah. Okay. We might have a few taller, wide receivers. Right. Things of that nature. The linebackers, for the most part, um, are more like our will linebackers. Okay. Which would uh, be the, the weak side linebacker, which is not the one that right. takes on the brunt of the yeah. offensive. Play. They have right. a few taller individuals. They usually play the Sam, and then like the Mike linebackers are usually like what well, ours. He's a plugger. He plays between the tackles. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the secondary again skill position. They're about the same size as our players. I think you know we talked about what level are they playing there. I think you have to equate it to this. I would say in Division Two mm -hmm. football in Japan, they're like lower Division Two NAIA teams, okay. talent-wise. Okay. Right. All right. Division One, uh, where my school participates in, they're more like one A football, good one A football, right. and a good Division Two football. But just like what in our states here, we always have some people who play at that level but could play at Division One right. level anywhere. Right. They have the same situation in Japan. Now, I have a question regarding the company team. Okay. Uh, like, where does that fit into the spectrum? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned something about a company team. How does that? Right. Every um, graduate's dream is to work for a big company in Japan, whether right. he's an athlete or not. Okay. But it's very competitive. So if you're a great athlete to say in the sport of football, the company teams who have American football teams like Panasonic, Toyota. Wait, they actually have American football teams sponsored by yes. corporations. Toyota by corporations. Yes, exactly. They, they have many, not only football, they have basketball, some have basketball, right. some have baseball teams. Right, that makes that sense. is called their X League. That's like their professional league. So you are, if you're a good football player, You'll be recruited out of the say Ritzemakin University mm -hmm. to come to work for this company. So you got a job in a great company. Which right. That was your main objective, aim, like right. anyone in Japan's uh, main objective is, regardless of your athlete or not. Plus, you play on the company team. That's awesome. And um, so they they recruit. They look at players just like we do, just like the pros do. Right. Right. And see who are the best players and try to get them to come play on our team. And they're very very competitive. So the offensive. So in terms of offensive linemen, though, is that that's the bigger difference? Right? Exactly. It's, it's the, the down lineman guys. It's like now it seems like you know in college now and in the pros. I mean they're getting bigger, faster, stronger every fifteen minutes. These dudes are six eight, you know three fifty, three sixty. I mean that's just incredible. I mean, 
our alignment, you know, this day on the university level first, a big line would be like 6'3", 250, 260. Right. right. I got you. On the professional level, they could be 6'4", and they could be like 280, 290. Okay. I've seen some tremendous uh, tackles. They're like, you know, maybe 6'2", but they got to be pushing 295 inside on in the X-Lick. Wow. And then, but you'd be surprised, just like anything else. We live in a global world, mm. so the pure Japanese is not a pure Japanese. It's hard to find one. Right. And so they have married with the people from China who are bigger people, the people from Korea who uh, are bigger people. So you're people. saying the, 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 the mixing in. Yes, and their diet has changed drastically. Right. They have McDonald's. the same thing we have, McDonald's. <laughs> right, yeah. Burger King. Right, Krispy right, King right. Donuts. <laughs> Which I love. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of all that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. I'm here with Earl Mosley, Jay Deezer. Uh, we're going to take a break. Darnell uh, Autry, Jay Deezer. Errol Mosley, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, and we're back. We're here with uh, Coach Mosley, Jay Deezer. I, and I told my niece I would, I would make her a sign, though, so she could see it. So uh, here you go, my. Hopefully you can see it. Love you. Love you very much. Uh, anyway, so we were here with Mosley. We were just taking a uh, – we were talking during the break about, you know, the difference between offensive linemen and, and the size-wise. And J.D. was uh, talking about how big uh, people in Germany and Czech Republic, Czech Republic were just Gosh. just mammoth people. And, again, uh, it, it, it still just blows my mind because I just think that once it really, truly goes international, like basketball does, like, you know – uh, baseball already is, hockey. I mean, it's the last holdout. Once you start getting that going, I mean, these guys are just going to get bigger and bigger, faster. Well, fa- I mean, it's going to well, be Well, what you're seeing, like, what, what was a problem for us in France uh, was diet. Uh, but now things are changing. They're doing the clinics and with NFL going to London and 
is a reason why the NFL has started an international uh, guy they want that's that. focused because oh, they, they understand. That. No, they because we were watching Super Bowl at 2 o'clock in the morning. I, I mean, it's the most watched worldwide. I mean, and you, world you can walk down the street, go to the Domo or to the Coliseum, and you'll see a St. Louis Ram or you know old school Rams jersey or something like that. Right. But what was happening with the size? Like we had our D linemen uh, that were in the um, the academy, um, and they would the, the portion, academy being the youth, the youth bringing the up. high school college age. Right. They actually stayed. In a dorm, right, and they train, lift it, and had someone like me come out and give them. They actually practice with the pro team, you know, right. for a part of their practice. Right. But the killer was was their diet because they give small portions and they didn't have as many starches. So it was like, yeah, you're a DN, right, and you're not, you know, they're not having. You're not gonna the, fill out. You're right. not gonna fill out. You need some potatoes. You need some cheese. You need. Right. I mean, they're eating the cheese, but. Also, that, but, oh, they eat the cheese. But here was the other the thing, too, because uh, their lifestyle is so active, whereas, you know, where we go drive, get in our car, drive right into our garage, our kids get picked up at the corner right. where their parents have driven them, driven them to the bus stop. Right. No. So they're more active in walking and running and things like that. So th- until some of those things or the McDonald's keep on spreading out and their countries start changing the rules with the food. Right. That's where it gets. That's where the size is going to be the, the issue. And that and that makes sense. So, Earl, what's 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 on the next? What's what's on your your what's what's next for Coach Mosley? I mean, where where do you see? Where do you want to go next with this? I mean, like I said, you just got back. You yes, were sir. there for what three weeks? You were there. Uh, this time, this year was a little bit different for me. Because I'm I'm actually on staff at the university. Okay. Okay. So, so you got the you're committed like it's not a camp thing. You're there. Yes. I got you. And um, so I was there for six months. Wow. And so I went there. Actually, I went for spring practice. And that's the other thing. Spring practice lasts for two months there. Come on. And at end up. I mean, at, at, I mean, you couldn't get a call. You couldn't get college players to go two months in spring ball. They'd be like, no. It, it's really different. I mean, and at the end of the week, they play and they have multiple spring games against other teams. Wow! Uh, so that in itself in is its own. Now, I'm sure you don't you don't have issues with grades there, do you? Yeah, it's with the, the one thing I I really believe. People are people no matter where they're at. So you're always going to have the same uh, so you still issue. got some eligibility. Yeah. People are just knuckleheads. Oh, that's man. Right. It's no different. <laughs> okay, I was wondering. Cutting class with the ladies. And, and the only reason why I asked that, because of the culture itself. Right. It just seems no, to be see more structured. I see where you're going with it, right. Or discipline. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Or their academic standards to even get in their right. universities. Right. It, 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 I agree with you. But you can still fall short. You still right. got to stay on top of them about maintaining their grades. Um, what about off camp, like issues outside of football? You don't have problems with that. No. In their society, if you are a bad actor, so to speak, put it that way, you get ostracized by their whole society. You don't want to be characterized as a bad guy. You really don't. Wow. Mm. No. We should have that here, but then because there's a lot of terrible guys out here that are. No, but you gotta be, you gotta accept that and be tolerant, Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I accept it, but uh, you know, don't make things easier. Yep. It makes things a little bit more exciting, though, because hey, who knows? I mean, on their, uh, in their culture, I probably would be ostracized. Probably they'd probably be like, I don't, I don't like that. Stuff. I know you personally. 
We both, we both would be ostracized. <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's, it's amazing because I sit there. We have, a, we have a staff meeting at 1230 every day. And the first thing they're going to go over is the trainer is going to come in. He's going to give you the report on who's injured and who's not. The next thing they're going to go over is someone's having an academic problem. And then the third thing they're going to go over if there's any problems off campus or on campus in terms of behavior. Wow. Um, and then we get into the practice for today, mm. what we're going to do in the practice. Wow. Again, it's no different. Uh, and I'm speaking for my university, but I think most of them are like this. Right. It's just like the United States. Understand, kids are kids, whether they're Japanese kids right. or American kids. They can get into some things because they don't use good judgment. Right. So right. you really have to try still, to help They're them. still kids, right? Yeah, exactly. Are you picking up any of the language at all? Oh. I mean, are you? Are you I, mean, <laughs> I mean, how you do that? I mean, you got people translating everything for you, right? I mean, you got someone that stands there next to you. Go ahead, Monsa. Get get on the mic. Yeah, yeah. Konnichiwa, ogenki desuka. That means uh, good afternoon. Me. How are you? Not the knee. I ate. It's very good being here with you. Let me tell you, when I picked him up from the airport within the next hour, he's like, oh, you know, like he's talking. To, I'm like, Mo, we're on we're the other side. Of, on, yes. But wait, wait, wait. They didn't get the chopstick eating french fries. <laughs> no, Mo. <laughs> True no, story. True story. Yes. The worst part is that I had to switch the switch. Now, you say hi. That means yes, right? Right. So when Jay asked me, uh, are, did you do this or that? I say, hi. I got to I got to turn that back to yes. Don't speak that thing. <laughs> yeah, Jay, yeah. Jay don't know that, that language. Hey, 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 I'll throw some Italian or French at him. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's funny, too, because, uh, you know, Coach Mo and I are good friends, and, you know, he's actually one of the housemates. And so... It was like, come back. I was like, Mo, you get your chopsticks out. You, you know, it, it, it's taking, you know, and it's funny because I'm walking and I'm like, oh, he's all messed up. I can hear him. <laughs> he's all, I, wait, he's wait, all, wait, 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 wait. He's all messed two, up. He's two o'clock like, in the morning, the other day, oh, three o'clock in the morning, oh. I hear zippers, like something, who's drying clothes? Yeah. <laughs> so your time schedule and your time frame is all. It is really, really. Um, Use the term jacked up. Right, right, right. <laughs> really right. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> Your body clock is like out of elder, so to speak. Now, in terms of like the culture, right? Because I'm, I'm fascinated with other cultures. Because I'm convinced that there are people out in the world that are sitting at a studio like we are talking sports. Oh, they different do. language. I mean, they're doing the same thing that we're doing. We're they're out at bars having drinks. They have the same issues at work. They're still, you know, trying to work with coworkers. I mean, they still got the same issues, and it fascinates me. That I think this. But for you, what was the um, what were the challenging things that you had culturally that you're like, wow, you know, that's going to take some some getting used to because you know the states we don't it, it doesn't it, it's not the same we don't have anything like that or is it or is it the same I mean or is it just I can only speak for me how I approached it absolutely all right and that is from my background with my parents my parents raised me to be very respectful to people correct all mm -hmm. right and in rome do as the romans right so i made a concerted effort to learn about their culture right that makes and sense. the things that you must do to be a respectful and have good manners in their country right i've never had a problem because i would always ask someone what's the appropriate thing to do right. and then again i'm the only american over there as a coach so I'm very, very visible. 
yeah, yeah, so pretty much. And I'm trying to represent the coaching fraternity in our country in a positive way. Absolutely. So I'm very concerned about that. So I and part of it is learning the language. It is challenging. Right. But I would study after practice. You know, with one of my uh, coworkers, he spoke pretty good English, and he happened to live in the same apartment complex. He wanted to learn more English. Right. And I wanted to get better in Japanese. Right. So we would get our dinner after practice. We eat together, and then we hit our books. And when you say dinner, like what I mean, but to me, oh. my sister, my sister won't travel internationally, JD, because she is just such the plain finicky eater. Like she, she can't. Like if it seems freaky to her, she ain't. She ain't participating. So. I can only imagine, Earl. I mean, wh- I mean, where where does that fit in? I mean, the food wise, did that take some? I tell you, I'm be glad to address the food. Says they had great food. Everybody thinks nice. it's sushi, like what we see over here. Right. But it's not that. You can have beef. You mm-hmm. can have fried chicken. Right. And I'm not talking going to a fast food place. Right. Just the way they prepare it. Uh, you can have pork. You can have all the vegetables, all 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 the the fruits that you want. The biggest thing I noticed that. Their food is much, much fresher than ours. Uh, and well, they have less preservatives. And, and see, that, that was very similar to Europe for myself. It was like the little refrigerators. Everything was about efficiency. It wasn't about quantity. It was about quality and efficiency. Yeah, we want mass. Yeah. I mean, how, this yeah. Is, like, I mean we get a meal, be like, is that it? I mean, I need, I need Italy, more. My tomato lasts three days. That's it. It's not going to last a week and look the same. Yeah. Or, oh, or the, the chickens are smaller. Yeah. I got and, and, and so they shop for sense. like places, at least in Europe, they shop for what they needed that day or maybe the next day. Gotcha. That, they're not shopping for next weekend, I'm going to put this in a freezer. No, it doesn't go down like that. Right. One of the biggest chain stores over there is 7-Eleven. Wow. Just like we have here in the States. It's open 24-7, and they're right. everywhere. And I would go in there in the morning to get what I want for breakfast. They're changing everything that's in, that, it's in the area that has to be refrigerated. Every morning, it's changed. Wow. You know, so it's just, exactly. If it, does, it, it don't last, it don't last. That's right. And I go over there, I lose weight, which, which is a good thing. I eat more meals. I eat around four to five meals a day, but they're smaller meals. Right, right, uh, right. I drink a lot of water and because I don't have a car with her. I walk. I walk to work. I have a 20-minute walk to work. Then I'm there uh, doing my work in the office. Then we have practice for three hours. And then when that's over with, I walk and I come back. Mm-hmm. If you don't walk, you ride a bike. All right? They're, if you don't, if you're fortunate enough, you don't have a bike, you usually have one of those little scooters. Right. They're all over the place. Right. Um, and I got to tell you, he, uh, yesterday, you know, it was very, we had to get them back. So I took them to the Asian market yesterday. <laughs> and then we went and got Wait, you had to go get your, you had to get your. Well, I actually shopped there anyway because it has all the international spices and right, stuff. Right. And so, and I knew, I was like, because we were looking for Japanese rice the whole time. And then, uh, long story short, then we had to get the rice maker. So he was over here. Oh, like, making your own rice? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, you did it. Yeah. It's going oh, yeah. so hardcore. Yep. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, we'll be back. I, I got to hear more about making his own rice. That's hardcore. Uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Here. Yeah. Coach Mosley, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports 
Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Thank you very much, Lisa. I appreciate that. We're back. Uh, it's not Mariah? No, <laughs> maybe. It probably is. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's hysterical. What? We need to have a vote on what we should call her, or yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll okay. So then that's going to be her name, period. And then when she actually does call in, we'll be like, no, we can't change that. We already gave you a name. Your mama named you this, but this is what we named you. (laughs) That's what we're going to call you. Okay. No, we're we're back in the studio again. I want to welcome everybody from um, the UStream. world we appreciate you tuning in uh, we're here with coach mosley and jay deezer we're here uh, and, and we were talking about uh they bought a rice maker which in my mind i'm like oh wow they stamping out their own rice but no it's just actually just a cooker it's just a cooker it's just a cooker i'm yeah. thinking like they got a little stamp and they stamping out the little kernels and all, but it's just a cooker but it, there is a difference how you do the rice like for example with our rice you actually have to soak it because of the starch and stuff right. that's on there so it's a process like people think when they when you go to a restaurant you just get fried rice right. but it's fresh no that that fries, uh, rice has been cooked and refrigerated to go ahead and fry it up uh-huh interesting 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 so what's next I mean, what what else what else do you want to do in terms of your career? I mean, you've been you've been in the college ranks. I mean, you were at Stanford, you were at the you know you went to pros. You didn't. I mean, Stanford, Notre Dame. You went to the pros. You were at the Bears, uh, and now you're international and you're international university level. I mean, so so what, what, are you going to stay where you are for a while, or are you are you thinking about the bigger picture? Where would where would you like to coach next? To be honest with you. I like to be known as the Pied Piper of American football in the world. I'd like to go to China, mm-hmm. places like that, um, Africa, another place where they're having football. Uh, some of the islands in the Caribbean, like the uh, Dominican Republic. Well, they got a lot of speed down there in the Caribbean. Right. I mean, they're, they're Jamaican, they can run. And uh, the other thing I, out. I would like to do in Japan, they do not have a junior program. They have mm-hmm. flag football. But they do not have a junior program like they have in Europe. Like the youth, the youth football tackle that, yeah. that kind of program. Yeah. And that, and that's what the international teams have been trying to establish there. Uh, that that was one of the. That's the feeder, though. That's yeah, the future. That, that's where the the talent really is going to be. 
I mean, like in my contract in Italy, that was part of my contract to go out to the schools and I had to do some additional promoting right. of the sport of football uh, to get them in. And, you know, we had kids, they had a game and things like that. Uh, and just to see, because it's a cultural thing right. that you have to. I think that I'm only going to speak of Japan. Right. Because that's, that's the situation I, I know best. Right. If they had a youth program, a feeder program, when they started tackle football, like Jay and I, we started playing football in yourself, probably when we were seven or eight years old. Right, correct. Tackle football. Correct. Right? And Pee Wee, our, our, our Pop Warner, whatever. I started six. But it was contact. You know you can't hurt yourself. They're not running that fast to hurt anyone. But they, the biggest issue, they get used to contact. Because right. there's no other sport like football where one of the most important components of the game is the contact. Earl, I can't wait. I got to have you on the show when I, I'm talking about, I'm going to have a family show coming up, JD. And we're going to talk about um, issues that deal with, with, you know, mothers and fathers and families and kids in sports. Because it is my firm belief that these parents out right now are concerned because, you know, I don't want Johnny to be in ta- contact sports right now because, you know, I don't want him to get hurt because his, bo- his bones are, are fragile and he's still growing and you break a, uh, a growth plate, it's a problem, it's an issue. My contention is, my contention is you know, if you wait till that kid gets to high school to play him in, in full contact football, he he's going to get crushed. He doesn't know how to protect he himself. He doesn't know how to protect himself. He doesn't know how to hit properly. He doesn't have the fundamentals to be able to... to to play and be used to the contact. I, I agree. And then he'll play slow, less aggressive, and he, he, he's more apt to be hurt. Yeah, because yeah, he's going to be a little more timid. He's not going to take the shot the way he needs to take the shot, and he'll get blasted. Right. They need good fundamental coaches at that level. Yes, they, they do. teach yes. them the fundamental skills. We need that skills. here, too. I mean, we need exactly. that yeah. here. I mean, because we've gotten away from it. I mean, you look at... Ta- Absolutely. Like, I mean, look at every, As a, a person that played quarterback... I still knew how to tackle. I had to tackle. Right. Our coach was like, we don't care if you're the kicker. You're going to learn how to tackle. Right. And you're going to tackle all the time. And you're going to tackle safely. Absolutely. And you learn the fundamentals. And you can tell by the NFL right now, the way it is now, that somewhere along the line, probably 20 years ago, as we were doing it, the fundamentals are no longer what it is. We want aggressive. We want big hits. That's what we want. That's what we publicize. That's why these kids are in college are taking big shots because those guys get get drafted. They're like, oh mm-hmm. wow, you see the hit? He's aggressive. I love his form. I mean, he just he's just nasty. We got to have him. But then you get to the NFL. And the NFL is going well. We do like the big hits, but we kind of now noticing that we're getting a lot of people hurt. We want to make sure that our prize players still play. It's aggressive sport, coach. I mean, that, that that's right. that's facts. I don't like all the rules that they change, but I, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. But I think it started back when the youth, like, we stopped doing the form tackle. We stopped saying, hey, slide your head alongside and, I, you know, I was about to keep say, your head up. And how all many neck things. injuries like, did you ever hear of or paralysis not back then? One. I mean, we, there was a few here and there, spotty. Like, very, I mean, it was, if it happened to one person, it was a national scale. It wasn't something that you could go to every state consistently and find Three to two to three people that has happened to. Right. It was a rarity. I agree with you. I think the other thing is understanding that the equipment that we wear is much better 
than it has been in the past. Yes. <laughs> and yet we still have more injuries than we had in the past, which right. doesn't make sense to me. So I, I always go back to fundamentals. Right. I think fundamentals of football is the difference between winning and losing. Absolutely. And the reason why I say that, because sooner or later you're going to face someone who's of equal or better athletic talent than you. But you still have to defeat them. Right. So how are you going to defeat them? You have to make them break down in their fundamentals. It becomes a right. test of wills in your fundamentals. Right. Example, New England Patriots don't have the youngest players, nope. maybe not the fastest players. Nope. All right? Pittsburgh although, although, Steelers, right. right? But they're fundamentally sound team. All right? Both of those teams. Green Bay. And they Green Bay, 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 same thing. Football players, they don't take necessarily the fastest guy or the biggest guy. They get people who are can football play players the game. that can play multiple positions. And we were talking about, it was funny today because we were talking about right. fundamentals. We have these football debates in the house or uh, just going over, well, how would you coach this? And one of the things we were saying, we t like I was telling him, we are talking about the back shoulder fade. I was like, we teach our receivers to attack the DB's technique to change his technique where it goes against him. Right. I mean, I mean, I think, and I think they learned that at an early age. The other thing about it, I don't think people realize how, I guess I use the term, your cognitive abilities mm -hmm. is very, very important in football. Yes. You cannot be a person that cannot learn quickly and cannot retain and cannot understand to be an effective football player or else you're going to be a sometime player, a situation player. So it's, it's more than the physical part. I think right. players are bigger, stronger, faster, right. no doubt. But in terms of knowing the game no. and fundamentals, I think we have slipped. Now, I, I would agree with now, that. Now, Coach, would you say what are, like in terms of the other issues that are facing the game today, uh, what, what are some of the other things that you see? Besides, besides not knowing, not having a knowledge of the game, uh, like you to, do you think not playing as many sports because now you have all these yeah, AAUs? Yeah, that's we talked about because, it. And we talked well, about it. When we're growing up, we played, played everything. We in the same day, we right. was our coaches had to tell us during football season, you know what? Don't play street football. Don't play basketball after practice. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Because we would go home and play basketball. That's what we would do. Now though, and 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 it's great for some, right? Because some need an extra help, right? I get it. But, you know, J.D., you've made a decent, you can make a nice living on people that want to be coached in football year-round as a kid. Their parents are like, we want him to go to college. We think he's a star because they all do now. And we want him to have the big mega contracts. And we want him to do it year-round. And, 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 and I'm not going to lie. I've actually, some of my clients, their parents could tell you, I've encouraged some of the players to play other sports. Soccer, please. Uh, yeah, or, you know, even baseball, baseball wrestling, Something. especially for football, yeah. you know, because I want you to understand leverage, balance, and, you know, just even, now, if you're a center fielder in baseball, you know how to field to catch and catch the ball. So now if you have a receiver, I'm throwing that back sh shoulder route, you know now how to use your body correctly because you had it in multiple different situations. Right. I agree with you 100%. I, I believe you should play as many sports as you possibly can play. By the time you get to the ninth grade, I think you're going to have to make a decision. I agree. You I may agree. stretch it to the tenth grade, but you're going to have to make a decision. This is going to be based on the one sport that you love the most. 
But I would encourage anyone that had their their uh, children to play as many sports as possible because there are a lot of attributes that involve them. each individual would have a lot of carryover right. to the other sport, which Absolutely. Jay has alluded to in terms of balance and wrestling. I know in my particular situation, I played football, then I played basketball, I even wrestled one year. Right then, I ran track and field, right. and I played ice hockey. Might have been one of the first black uh, ice hockey players. You in, see him. In you see him. You <laughs> see him, Earl. And, and you see him. And I just see. I'll say this: when I was growing up, mostly everybody was a three, two to three sport athlete. Right. I, I don't think you get away from that. I think you may put more emphasis on one sport right. over the other. But I still say. Two or three sport athlete because very similar mode. I was a wrestler. I played football. I did track and field, and I played front row in men's volleyball. Right. And it's like all those skills kind of carried over. Hold on, JD. I was wait, hold on, on hold on, JD. Now you know you, on you know you four foot, <laughs> and I will spike on you. You, <laughs> you trying to tell me you got like forty six inch ups? I will do you like I did bags. Oh, you. Oh, I would do you, you like I did that. You got bags. You got to get your ass checked. You got that perception <laughs> what? issue. What? I, I, think, I think I walked away like Jordan. See, did I not? Now, here we go. Just We need to record this stuff. Just making up. Well, it is recorded. Uh, well, no, I'm talking, about, people seeing I'm talking you about recording when these things take place. Because all of a sudden, you get amnesia. No, all of a sudden, you did, get amnesia. Did you get those concussion Come tests back then? Come on, dude. Come <laughs> on, JD. I play front line volleyball. Get out of here with that noise. Hey. Had my kills. Come on. I could do my do my thing. So, but anyway. Okay. Anyway, we digress. Sorry about that. Folks. <laughs> sorry. We always have get, our little debates here. I had to get his mind right because I think he's over there. <laughs> I don't know. There's no illusions of grandeur here, bro. Oh, we got it down. Oh no, man. We got know. it down. Come on, dude. I can give you an example. Like in Japan, their national sport is baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. By far. Right. That's that's what the Americans brought to them at the World War Two, and then the second one is. European football, which we call soccer. Right. Mm-hmm. And then rugby. That's what the British brought to them. Mm-hmm. The second sport the Americans brought to them was American football. That's why they started in, in the 1950s. The best athletes in Japan, by far, are baseball players. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, if they play baseball well in high school, but they can't really go into the pros, usually they wind up playing Another sport. Wow. And the sport they go to, which is really good for us because of hand-eye coordination, is football. But, again, we get back to starting early with the contact Egg- aspect. Mm-hmm. That's where they them. struggle. Stuff gets I real. Tell them. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the pro athletes who go to the combine and they test well. Right, exactly. And Great on paper. All the measurements. Great on paper, but when you get, bring that wood to them, right. bring yeah. that, that five wood to them, it's uh-huh. hardcore. Stuff you. gets real. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, all right, we're going to take another break. Uh, JD, Earl Autry, OTS, Voice America, we'll be back. No, you... Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. 
every week on Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back with Deezer. Coach Mosley, we're back. We're talking again because uh, again, I, I'm I'm fascinated with and I hear hear it a lot with these parents that say, you know, ah, you know, or kids, you know, guys that are our age go, well, my mom wouldn't let me play when I was younger because you know she was scared I was going to get hurt, and so we were talking about it. And one of the things too, the importance of playing earlier or even playing sandlot football where you're, you're tackling. One of the things is you learn how to fall. I mean, and that's where a lot of kids get hurt too because they don't know. Like, they stiffen up, right. where if you've done it enough, you know how to fall. Right. I, I, but I think, you know, when you get, and I coached youth, and I didn't coach nowhere near the level that you guys do, but I've done the tons and tons of camps, and I've, you know, coached youth football, and you see the kid that's, you know, seven years old, knows that these helmets and shoulder pads work, and just bring the wood. That's my nephew. And bring these kids, <laughs> and, you know, they, they're full on. They're ready. They've been playing for a couple of years now. They get it. They know it. They know that helmet's going to protect them. They know how to hit, and they just crack these little kids. And, you know, you could tell, you know, if they've been playing before. If they haven't, it shows. Yes, I, I'm not, you're absolutely right. The biggest thing, I think, contact, it's an acquired response. <laughs> That's, it is over time. I got to make that as a T-shirt. Contact. It's an acquired response. I love that. And if you start early, it just becomes just part of the game. Right. But if you try to interject the contact as you get older, you have a little bit more doubts about it. No, absolutely. Just like they it used to be spontaneous play. People used to play in, in the neighborhood or the playgrounds. Right. And we get knocked around all the time. Right. We don't have that much spontaneous play anymore in this country. Right. Everything is organized. Right. Yeah. So therefore, there's another reason why you need to start contact. And it's early. organized for money, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I mean, they put exactly. the money on it. But even just going back to now, you have to wear a helmet to ride a bicycle? I mean, just all those different things. Yeah. It, I mean, there's some things that, again, you know, no one ever died jumping a ramp. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people have, but I mean, the, but the you point, know but I get what your point is. The point is that 
you, you think it's getting a lot softer. Like there's a lot of people that's softening up. There's a lot more overprotection. There's a lot more sense of entitlement. So think about it. Like a water break was a luxury. Uh, a water break was a luxury when we played. I mean, you didn't just get water breaks every 10 minutes. Like now it's part of the schedule. We didn't have people dying because of heat exhaustion back right. then. But now these kids, we have more asthmatics. We have all these different issues, but it still. So they're not building them like they used to. They're not building them as strong. They're, no, they're they're, get, they're, they're bigger, bigger, but they're, they're internally not. not yeah, the, the yeah. systems are not the same. The outside, the inside is not as good as the outside advertising. <laughs> it's a big box and a little present inside. That's due to our inactivity, you know, as a culture here. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the reason why we didn't have to worry about, you know, the water breaks because we were walking everywhere or riding a bike everywhere. We didn't have air conditioning in our homes. I was so yeah, that. and we only had one car. Right. And right. So you, if you, you want to go to the mall, bar, you're walking. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so your body is a, it's a, a brilliant organism. It adjusts to the factors around it, and right. it, and that's what happened to us. Right. So as coaches, we have to be concerned about that. That's why we need the more water breaks. Plus, you know, we know a little bit more about the body now. Too. That's I'll, the other thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah it is an education, but also, like, we're going back. The equipment's changed. Like, imagine if we had Under Armour and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know what? Back in the day, I did. I could care less. When I yeah. when I was playing, I was like, "Look, I'm so excited to have these hip pads and this tailbone pad, That's and these I, big, huge thigh and knee pads." Like, I was so geeked up just to have it all. I'd, I'd put it on at home, you know. Uh-huh. None of it fit. You know, it wasn't the right. I mean, it was the right size, as best as they could do it. And we went to a uh, a storage unit. It was that was yep. pad day. Yep. We loved it. We had a ball with it. I, that was my favorite time. They I mean, didn't get the reconditioned. And, and, <laughs> no, I mean, we did the face masks and all. I mean, we I loved it. Now the stuff they've got is is sick. I mean, yeah, they got is, the t-shirts with the pads. <laughs> we got pads in the t-shirts. I mean, that's. That's sick. That's great stuff. I mean, it was a big thing when uh, the Bears played the 49ers. I think it was like in 80, 89 or 88 when it was really cold, and the 49ers came with the scuba gear. That right. was when the, the turn, to me, where the turn of all these external... Body glove to make, uh, it, make it a more, uh, a com- more comfortable experience, if yeah. you will. I, I wanted to mention one thing. I think that you sure. have to have rules... You know, when you start to play football in terms of when you're able to play, not only right. just the age, all right, that you should start. I think, to me, seven is the earliest you start playing. Right. You can probably push it back a little bit to eight. Uh, but I think you can play tackle football with equipment. But I know in Japan, like even on our university team, right. they give you a weightlifting bench press test. If you cannot, cannot bench press a certain weight, they will not let you practice. Wow. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you. Really? Wow. Until you bench press this, this uh, determined weight that they have, you cannot step on the uh, You can be on the field watching, but you cannot practice. I'm wow. going to tell you something. Last week at the Combine, we had a situation where a couple kids, high school kids or 7th, 8th graders, couldn't do the 45-pound bar. Wow. And, I mean, things are I real. Mean, it, I mean, there, there is something to... Putting minnows in with sharks, right? I mean, obviously you wouldn't have somebody that's two hundred pounds wrestle somebody that's a dollar thirty. You know, that just that doesn't make sense. Same with you know football. If you are not at a certain level, you know, you have especially at a university level. Can you? I can imagine somebody that's never really played maybe two years in high school 
that didn't work out in lift, and you throw them in at Notre Dame, and you say, good luck at practice. <laughs> Crushed. Absolutely damaged. I mean, it, it, they would get they would get demolished. Lucas. Yeah, yeah. You would get you get Lucas. You'd get uh, Rudy. You'd get all that. I mean, it, and it wouldn't be a good outcome. That's for sure. It would not be a positive outcome. So, I mean, I get it. I, I do think that I think you're right, Coach. Need I think you, you need to have some standards. Yeah. And I think when we were younger, it was like, okay, if you're younger and heavier, you're on the heavier, you're on the older mm-hmm. team. You know, if you're younger and you're lighter, you're on the younger team because they did it by weight. Now they do it a lot more slide scale, and it's a little bit more like you know all the te- everybody on the team is basically the same weight now. You know, so you know if you're, it's far more complex now. Yeah, like uh, my eighth grade year, this is a true story. I had because my birthday missed cutoff, I was seventy two pounds with my equipment, but I had to play heavyweight, which the closest person to me on my team was one hundred and fifteen. JD, I was born at seventy-two pounds. I mean, <laughs> I've been seventy-two pounds since I was three. But I mean, wow, but that's that was real. Yeah, no, seventy-two absolutely. with equipment. Right. <laughs> and, and mind right, you, right. I'm playing both ways. Right. No, I, I no, I, I get it. I think you're right, Carl. I think you do. You definitely need a standard. You, you can't just just throw it out there because there's some big kids out there. I mean, there's some kids that sh- probably should not be playing. Youth football, that's just not, you know what I mean? Okay, so, Coach, since you're here, we're going to fly through these picks because I think you're going to be, I think. And you can hear what Yeah, what, what actually J.D. actually says because, you know, I think he, <laughs> he shows up later. Uh, all right, so Saturday night we're doing the picks. Uh, who do you got? You got Dallas at Tampa. Dallas. Okay, I went with Dallas as well. Miami at Buffalo. Miami. Okay, I took Buffalo, so that's going to be a loss for you. Uh, Seattle at the Bears. Uh huh. The Bears. So they're, took, they're angry. They're I took I took Seattle, so that's another loss. Uh, Tennessee, the Colts don't even play. Don't even play. Tennessee. Don't even play. T- 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 Tennessee. Same same Packers at Kansas City. <laughs> don't even play. Pack. Don't even play. Pack. Yeah. Um, here he is. Cincy at uh, St. Louis. Cincy. Oh, and yeah, Cincy. Saints at the Vikings. Uh, pretty Saints. much. Raiders at the Giants. I mean, not Raiders. Uh, Redskins at Giants. Giants. Got the Giants too, man. Panthers at Texans. I'm gonna take the pan. I'm gonna take the Panthers. On yeah, this I take the Panthers too. Uh, Lions at, at Oakland. Hmm. At Oakland. Yep. Lions. Sue is back. Cool. I'll take the Raiders on that one. Uh, that's three losses, JD. Um, Patriots <laughs> at Broncos. Listen, look, 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 no, don't even imagine it. Don't even play because this is this first real test. This is Tebow's first real test. I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the roll right oh, now. Oh, good luck with that because the Patriots are gonna show him really what's going down. All right, really quick, Jets at Eagles. Jets. Okay, I took the Eagles. Browns at the Cardinals. Cardinals. Got the Cardinals. Ravens at Ch- at uh, San Diego? Ravens. Got them. Uh, and Steelers at the 49ers? Steelers. Uh, I took the Steelers, too. Turn it. But either way, we I think we differed on three of them, so I think those are the good three losses. Coach, you. Coach, thank you very, very much for being on the My show, pleasure. man. You My are, pleasure. You are always a gentleman and a scholar, <laughs> and, and it's so great to see you. It's been so long. Thank you very much, man. It's been awesome. J.D., you're awesome as usual. D, I just not learn from the best. The man, the man. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll be back next week. OTS, Darnell Autry. JD Harris. Yeah, Voice America. We'll be back. Thank you again for uh, joining us.
Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. Oh, 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 oh